Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions podcast. This is episode 137. Hey, Matt's here with B-Pimp. B-Pimp, how's it going with you? It's going great. Number 37, there's no good players. The only one that I found was Semi Ojale, who's like barely been in the league. But here's a funny thing. He he's said he did. good player. Yeah, he's a semi-good player. Excellent. Also, he said he does 3,786 bicep curls every morning. And I can't find anything about anything that says he wasn't seriously stating that it's just so weird to me i don't understand how that happens like he said that it was reported on like nobody can do that who's counting that's what that's what's so weird about it he was like claiming that's exactly how many he does and he was like very serious about it well i do 25 push-ups when i can remember so what we both have things that we do Uh, yeah and i do three bicep curls when i take three sips of whiskey yeah exactly um, that's the only way that I'm going to be doing bicep curls as well. <laughs> you put enough whiskey in each hand that it's like, doing yeah. <laughs> um, all right. We are, we're on the precipice. Actually, we're not on the precipice. We are past it at this point. It's summertime technically and in feel. And yeah. here we are. Um, it's, uh, you know, in the Bay area, it's not that big of a difference, but I remember like, especially living in Chicago, when you get those first warm days in May and those are like kind of the hints and then maybe it gets a little bit cold again, but you hit late June into the 4th of July and you are full on summer. And so that's, that's what we're celebrating in this episode. We are talking about our top five refreshing summertime drinks. So hopefully this is, you know, it's a list to talk about, but hopefully it'll also give you ideas to the folks at home about uh, what to sip on this summer when you're on your porch when you're barbecuing whatever you like to do in the summer blasting whiskey sessions exactly um i want to see people on north avenue beach with a giant giant boom box just blasting an episode of whiskey sessions yep that's all that's all you need that and a cocktail and you're good to go <laughs> yeah exactly um all right before we get to that i I have, I'm going to call it good news, bad news. And folks at home, if you've listened to this podcast enough, you'll know that uh, in our house in Oakland, we have avocado trees. We actually have three and um, two of them came with the house. So I love them. I'm not as attached to them. One of them, I actually started myself from an avocado pit as soon as I moved to California and this was the summer of 2017. So it's been almost, it's been five years. Um, So I I started that from an avocado. I've been growing it. I've had it in a pot ever since. So I'll start with the good news. And this is, it's been a new year's prediction of mine in the past, but B pimp it's finally happened. One of the avocado trees has budding baby avocados. Oh my God. Yes. It's the larger of the two trees that came with the house. Uh, I was optimistic because I I think I pointed out a few months ago, it was flowering. This tree was flowering and that's the first time that that had happened. I'm like, Oh, okay. Maybe we're going to get some avocados. And I know avocado trees are really oddly particular. Somebody listening might know this better than me, but it's like, there are two sexes of avocado trees and like they need to cross pollinate or something like that to actually Hmm. produce avocados. So it's a whole thing, but 
whatever needed to happen apparently did happen because we are going to get, from what I can tell, at least three, and I'm sure more. This is just what I've seen so far. At least three avocados out of this tree. Yes. Yeah, so, I, such I, great news. Yeah. And I, I don't mean to denigrate our lemon tree. I love our lemon tree. It produces a hundred lemons all year round, but man, lemons ain't no avocados. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Although I do like lemons also. I'm pretty jealous yeah. of that. Um, so that is the good news. The bad news paired with this, and this happened on the same day that I noticed we might be producing avocados on the big tree is that I may have killed my homegrown tree, avocado tree. Oh no. Yeah, it was. So I, this is my own stupid fault. It was not looking particularly good. And, um, I think part of the problem was it was in a pot, maybe that was a little bit too small. So I was like, okay, I'm going to repot it, give it new soil, give it new life. And I was carrying Malcolm, our six week old child on my chest in a little carrier. And I shouldn't have done this. It just, he was a little bit fussy and I'm, I'm just trying to do stuff. And I was trying to repot the tree basically while carrying him, which was dumb. Um, and I think I spliced one of the roots <laughs> while I was transferring it. I kind of yanked it basically. Um, because I was trying to cut around the dirt in the pot and then lift the whole thing up, but it wasn't as strong as I thought. And so I, I still planted it and it's only been a couple of days. So I don't know for sure that it's dead. I'm hoping it has some like godlike resiliency to it that maybe yeah. it would just survive. I kind of doubt it, but I might have killed the tree that like really represented starting in California because it was it was within the first couple of months of us moving here I like I took the seed from the biggest avocado I've ever seen our earth pit and like started uh, a tree from that and it had like fostered it and it, it you know from being in a glass of water to a small pot inside to a pot outside and I'm nervous I killed it well, let's call it potentially bad news because you don't, like you said, you don't know for sure, right? I don't know for sure. So, yeah. But I'm hoping for some good news here. B-Pimp, what whiskey do you have to try? I have, I have a pretty fancy whiskey. I'm going to show you the bottle here. It's a nice. Ooh, I like it. I can read nice the words bourbon. Yep. It's called um, Wilderness Trail, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's bottled in bond. It's small batch. It's from Danville, Kentucky, and it's 50% alcohol by volume, 100 proof. They don't have any fancy wording or anything like that. It's just like a nice, nice looking bottle of bourbon. I like it. I mean, you don't need to add anything. If the whiskey will speak for itself. That is the truth. I see and the smell of the cork. Anything? Yes. Uh, it smells pretty nice. If, if that's what I'm in for, I'm going to be happy. It's very pleasantly sweet. And then um, I'm drinking it neat today, so I have no ice. It's in my same fancy glass I always use, but no, no ice. I like it. You're gonna get like just a full-on, honest taste of this whiskey. Yeah, it's got a cool WT with like a tree growing out of it on the top too. The cork. I like it. So let's see. Without the ice, it's even darker caramel. We got to talk about the caramel color. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty dark. 
it's a little sweet on the sweet side, which you like with the bourbon, no spicy hints, which I sometimes get, but I didn't want this. Mm-hmm. I feel like in our last batch of episodes, like we've had rye that are not that spicy and a couple of bourbons that have been kind of spicy. Like my world is upside down. Yeah. It's really jarring. Yeah. It makes you, it makes you wonder what, what is, what is real? We're having makes, an existential crisis. Makes me question everything. One thing I'm not questioning is my first sip here was pretty, pretty strong beginning. When I first took the sip, especially cause there's no cold because it's, it's neat. Mm-hmm. It was like an upfront burn on the tongue, but not in a bad way. It's just like, Hey, I'm here. I'm wilderness trail bourbon. Hello. And then I gave it a little time and it's got a really nice, well-rounded kind of like sweetness to it. Um, and then it finished really warm, which is okay. makes sense because of the 50%. It's not super strong. It's not hundred proof is like a little, maybe a little bit on the strong side, but not crazy. Yeah. Um, really excellent first sip. I have to say, I'm going to see if I can get any more of what, what that sweetness is. It's not really caramely. It's more dull than that. Hmm. It gives no indication on the bottle of the notes that they're going for. No, I'm not seeing that. Although with it being a small, a small batch from what I know about that. Yeah, they usually do. They started off at like a higher proof and then they get it down to the hundreds. So that might be where some of the warmth comes from, but I'm not sure. Mm. It's just like a, it seems like they use a really excellent blend of corn for this one. Cause it's, that's, I think that's where that comes through. Some of that okay. sweetness is from the corn that they use in the mash. I'm really liking where it started. I'm going to do a third sip here and give a, my judgment. I always like when we, I mean, I feel like I kind of know the way you're going, but. When you have that third sip and it's, we don't know yet, it's exciting. I think our listeners are on the edge of their seat to see uh, if this whiskey has a seat on the food train. This is on the Spectre Swiss train. Ooh, nice. I forget what country, was it Morocco? Where was that scene? Or Algeria or something? No, it was North it was Africa, a, I thought. I think it was Algeria. Okay. It, this one is, I was trying to think, the only thing I was thinking at the end, because the taste alone is excellent. I would not, I would not uh, leave it off from the taste perspective. It was like, I was trying to think if I paid, I think I paid around 40 bucks. I was just making sure if this was like $100 or something like that, that would give me some pause. But at a $40 price point, absolutely, no doubt, smooth train. Great. I mean, in this economy... In this economy, you got to be thinking about that stuff. So I think our, our listeners appreciate you weighing it versus the price. Yep. All right. Another one for the smooth train. Glad to have it. Um, now, traditionally, we're the Whiskey Sessions podcast. I, did, I wouldn't say that whiskey is traditionally known as a summer drink. That's not to say it can't be, but it's just not known as that. Right. So what we're talking about for, for this episode, I mentioned at the top is just, all right, what, if it's not whiskey or maybe it is whiskey, what are those refreshing summertime drinks that you like? And we're keeping it pretty broad. Um, and in fact, my list is actually kind of a mix of like branded drinks and types of drinks. I wasn't even specific in that sense. Uh, what, what did you first think about B-Pimp as you were putting together this list? 
Um, we are doing alcoholic drinks, are we not? Yes. All okay, alcohol. great. I, I should clarify. I didn't even say that. We're talking. We're talking. <laughs> you got to put a little alky in there. It's not that broad. I'm just making sure because I was like, oh, this could be funny if my whole list was booze and it wasn't being budget. I was thinking of kind of like mixed drinks that I like because usually those are the ones that I, I like the most in the summer are the very simple where it's like the mixer is like a summery thing and I really like it and then it goes well with whatever. So that's kind of where I started. Okay. I like that. Um, I have a few of those as well. Um, anything else you want to mention before we just jump into this list? I want to jump in and get in the summer cocktail bonanza. All right, let's do it. Uh, without further ado, these are our top five alcoholic refreshing summertime drinks. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. Uh, all right, I will go first and my number five was actually one that Maggie reminded of me right before we started recording. So it wasn't even on my list initially. And I just was like, well, you know, I really liked this drink. So I got to put it on there. Uh, one I especially enjoyed in Chicago, though I think I could find it here, but it's not as prevalent, but it's Lion and Kugel's summer shandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a very refreshing summertime drink. It's, you know, a beer mixed with lemonade, essentially. Uh, and it's, uh, well, I might even be mis I don't know what the hell is in there, but it, it tastes, no, that's, I think that's, that is basically what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, um, it's on a hot day. I think it's just perfect. Especially you if any- you're like a general beer drinker. Do you have a can or bottle preference? Mostly, you know what? I would say probably can my brain. Okay, this is a, a particular issue that I have. I hold a bottle with my full hand. Uh, I I am one of those people, unlike Maggie, who has frigid fingers. Uh, <laughs> my hands are not ever cold. Um, so I have a tendency, and I don't drink like very fast. For whatever reason, I hold a bottle. I drink it slow. By the time I get to the halfway point, that drink ain't that cold. And that's a problem you. in the summertime. That's right. So for some reason, I think I am better about not doing that with a can or if it's got like a koozie on it or something. Um, I don't know what it is. It, it shouldn't even make a difference, I don't think. But uh, I think for that reason, I my preference is a can, actually, for the summer shandy. I'm almost always a can man, yeah. no matter the beer. Uh, I've gotten to be that way too. I think almost, almost for spillage factor, actually, oddly enough too. Yeah. And I like koozies. They really keep them cold. So I, I have a couple that ADP gave me one. So I have a, I'm a company shill while I drink my beer. There you go. All right. What's your number five? My number five is an old standby that I don't drink that often, but it is really good. If you ever have one strawberry daiquiri. Ooh, nice. I like rum. I think rum is a good, uh, good liquor, but I don't like it on its own or like straight up mixed anymore because we had too many in college. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so a daiquiri is a good way to get some good quality rum with a refreshing summer drink. That's a great point on on rum for straight rum, especially actually even like a rum and coke. I think I'm out for life. Mm-hmm. No thanks. Done with. I'm that. never gonna have it again. That's one of the guarantees I could give you. Yeah, it's. Uh... 
Uh, yeah, college ruined that for me, for sure. Um, though great number four, or great number five, I should say. Um, my number four, uh, I'm having to pull up my phone too much. It's, uh, I need to reset the setting. It's like re the security goes up too quickly. Oh yeah. 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 That happens to me all the time. All right. My number four is I wanted to sneak a whiskey drink in here if I could. I mean, it's the podcast and I think this, this fits the bill enough, but a, a whiskey ginger ale with a slice of lemon. Oh man, go, You're speaking go, my language. Yeah, I gotta go with like not a crazy strong whiskey, not something with too much bite. Uh, but that that just sounds perfect to me. A ton of ice, slice of lemon, uh, maybe a nice Canada Dry ginger ale. Perfect. Here's a here's a pro tip from the whiskey sessions experts: mm-hmm. get yourself a bottle of Tullamore Dew for this drink. Ooh, good. And call. put squeeze the lime, lemon in, put it under all the ice, Tullamore Dew, and ginger ale, and you're going to be a happy camper. Perfect. Uh, I'm glad that you had like the whiskey recommendation to go with it because I did not, and that is perfect. It's just it's, you know from years of selfless <laughs> trying to do the research for, for the people. Glad you started with selfless. <laughs> yep, that's right. Uh, uh, all right. What's your number four? Vodka lemonade. Oh, this just missed my list. It's another one. I don't drink it all the time. Like I may go a whole summer and not have one, but when I have one, man, it's really good. Oh yeah. So refreshing. I remember, and I know you, uh, went to a few of these too, but there was a bar in Chicago, um, that would do $10. All you can drink for three hours, which is insane <laughs> to me now. Yeah. Uh, it was called the union. I don't think the bar exists anymore. I think it was like on Halston or something. I forget. Um, but uh, like it was in Lakeview or the North end of Lincoln park. And we would go to that. Um, and it would be packed with college students, mostly under 21 college students. I should add that was like, part of the appeal of the bars they didn't card or didn't card very well and they would do the ten dollars but for some reason i for some my memory says it was ten dollars like mostly mixed drinks so it was like almost everybody got like a vodka cranberry or vodka lemonade yeah because it was hiding well vodka (laughs) yeah um so that's like that's always just branded into my memory of what a vodka oh. lemonade is like. But I think you, you can have better vodka lemonades than they probably have there. No, you can have good ones, but I remember that I was there with you and paid for that price. I mean, we had a good time. Can't beat it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even sure it's legal to have deals like that. I, it seems like it shouldn't be. Yeah, I'm pretty positive it's not. And it wasn't at the time. I think there was a lot yeah. of shit about that. All right, my number three is, uh, is the Stiegel Rattler. Oh yeah. I I haven't had one in a while, but I definitely had a kick in summers, especially probably from like 2012 to 2017 summers in Chicago. Like of just loving having these on hand. Um one of the benefits of them is they're actually not very alcoholic. They're like 3%. Mhm. Uh so if I had to drive somewhere, not an issue. Yeah. Um, and they're just 
taste great. And on a very hot day, they're like perfect. You turned Lisa onto these. And if we, if she was a guest on this podcast, this would be her number one on this list for sure. Uh, all right. Uh, what's your number three? My number three is a drink that I love. And I actually got glassware from Lauren, Lisa's sister, Lauren for this, um, or copper mugs for a Moscow mule. Oh shit. I totally forgot about this. I love great Moscow pick. mules. Yeah. Great. And then I, that little copper mug where the where they get super cold. It's great. Oh, that is amazing. I'm retroactively putting this at least on my honorable mentions. Nice. And maybe it. should have been, maybe should have been on my top five. Although I haven't had one in so long that, uh, I don't know if I could, but great pick. Yeah. They're really good. Really cold and refreshing. Nice. Uh, all right. My number two is from 21st amendment, uh, brewing here in uh, San Francisco, but it's hell or high watermelon. That would be Lisa's number two. No way. Yeah. We should have had Lisa on this episode. We should have some double dips. Yeah. This. Yeah. I love this beer. It's uh, I've run into a few people who don't like it and it's, I, I use it to judge their character. I was going to say those people aren't around anymore because that's how upset you got about this. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, but it's like perfect for a summer day. It, has just the right balance. It's like actually has a reasonably strong taste. It's not like a shandy or like a, uh, or like a, a rattler. Like you're actually getting like, you know, some real taste there, but it's still very refreshing. Yeah. That's a great, great pick. I like that too. Uh, all right. What is your number two? My number two is tequila and fresca, which I call an incognito margarito. Ooh, I like the name and I like the combo. Yeah, it's really good. It's working the mom. fresca in there. My mom turned me on to this. She's like, fresca is zero calories, and if you and tequila is like the lowest calorie liquor, so it's a really good. You know, if you're a drunk who's also trying to watch their waistline, <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good drink. I didn't know fresca was zero calories. First of all, that's good. Yeah, and I also didn't know tequila was the one of the lower alcohol. On, on or lower uh, calorie alcohols either. Yeah, it is, and it's like the lo- it's the best if you get tend to get hangovers because it's very low sugar. Really, uh, tequila is pretty good. Wow, I had a couple of bad tequila nights also in college, and I think that shied me away from tequila for the most part. But maybe if the, that's the case, I, I should come back. Try it out. Try La Gritona tequila. It's an all woman owned and ran company. And it's delicious. Nice. It's a plug. Uh, I will. All right. My number one is a drink called the Marquette Park, which no one knows about. But I'll tell you what's in it. And I'll tell you it's a perfect summer drink. Lithuanian vodka. 50-50, which is a very hard to find pop, except for maybe in the Chicago area. Oh, God. So good. It's 50-50 is like fresca it's kind of like fresca it's a little bit close to squirt a little bit yeah. close to seven up and sprite it's like somewhere in that realm it's probably the best of those i would say it is i think it's unquestionably the best of those and yeah. i grew up having it at my grandmother's house who lived in marquette park chicago on the south side so this is why this is called the marquette park the 50 50 is in it lithuanian vodka she was lithuanian is in it uh she had a blueberry tree uh in her house so also, frozen blueberries go in there, and then a slice of grapefruit. 
uh, and tonic. Sorry, I should add that. So Lithuanian vodka, 50-50, tonic, uh, frozen blueberries, and a slice of grapefruit. Oh, so good. Perfect. It's my number it's one. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Such a good drink. Um, my number one. Yeah, go ahead. It is, is the whiskey highball, Ooh. which is basically whiskey and ginger ale. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that you got in a whiskey. I, I feel like we would have been sacrilegious not to both have like some whiskey drinks in our top five. I truly love, I told, I spoiled it, but that, that whiskey, tell them or do with what I, that, that drink. It's can't beat it. You yeah. can put it in a, a Moscow meal mug too, if you want. Yeah. You were so at the ready for that. I should have realized it would have been your number one. Yep. Uh, do you have any honorable mentions? No, just five great drinks. Yeah. I, uh, whiskey or vodka lemonade, which is a great one. Moscow mule. I put that in there. Uh, occasionally I like a mimosa, a blue moon and a sangria. Although that's really on the outskirts of my list. Also, I will say, uh, this is what I've been drinking on this podcast. Um, I have never had a white claw in my life and this is a <laughs> traditional white claw, but it's a white claw iced tea refresher. This one's peach. So there's a few other flavors. I got it. Not bad. Not bad. Interesting. At all. I'm going to try it out. Uh, yeah, it came in. A, so I got it because I have a cousin who has celiac disease, so I can't drink any or can't have gluten. Um, and he was coming over. I was like, shit, I got to get something. Uh, so I got a 12 pack of this um, and it's gluten free. Uh, and it has four different flavors. I forget this peach, I think lemon and a couple other ones. Um, but he was just over for the afternoon. So we didn't go through 12 of these. <laughs> so I have a bunch left over, but it's, it's good. I'm like, not mad at all that I have it. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have to check that out. It sounds yeah. pretty good. Putting a plug there. Uh, all right, folks at home. If you think we forgot a whiskey or if, excuse me, we don't forget whiskeys here. If you no. think we forgot a refreshing summer drink that you want to mention, uh, go ahead and hit us up on our Twitter. That's at Whiskey Sessions or email us at Whiskey Sessions Music at gmail.com. Don't forget that we spell whiskey E-Y, not just Y, like some Cretans out there. Uh, but hit us up uh, there and we'll read your email on a future episode. But we've got to get your emails for this episode. So let's get to it. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails. And now we'll read them. All right, B-Pimp, what do we got in the old email inbox? Dear Whiskey Sessions, how old is the number six pick from the 2007 draft, E. John Lon? I've seen his birth year listed as 1984 and 1987. What kind of shenanigans did the Chinese government pull with this? Sincerely a concerned fan. That's a pretty big difference, 1984 and 1987. Yeah, there's a conspiracy theory that it was to like keep them eligible for international play longer. Wow. So, I mean, 1984 would mean that they're older than both of us. 1987 would mean that he's younger than both of us. Right. Which is it, Yi? I think he's older. I think he's older, too. Uh, all right. It says, hey, guys, I noticed the pod has, uh, has a lot of basketball talk lately and almost no disc golf talk will you rectify this is from arthur in ashland oregon no no i I was gonna say yeah i don't think i can we actually have a disc golf park right next to our house so when we go on our walks we almost always walk through it i gotta say i know more people that play disc golf than i ever have in my life and i've never played but the thing that i have learned and i had no idea is that 
they're you like disc golf is played almost like regular golf is played in that you have like multiple discs depending on distance and i'm like this is getting to be too much <laughs> this is a problem that we no, need to address you have to carry a bag for disc golf just have one frisbee criminy i know i see these guys they're wheeling around like briefcases with 30 they, different discs in it i don't know that's ridiculous uh all right if you have an email you want to send us again, hit us up whiskey sessions, music at gmail.com. We'll read it on a future episode, but until then be pimp. Do you have any words of wisdom you want to leave our listeners with incognito margarito? Great name. Is that, did your mom come up with the name? No, I came up with the name and she came up with the drink combo. So we tag teamed that. Oh, that's an adorable mother-son combo. <laughs> uh, all right, get yourself one of those. Uh, until next time, this is Amet saying peace out. And be pimp saying bye-bye.